welcome to Hyperspace Heroes. This is Brown Leader reporting in for another episode of uh, Wooks so, Up. Uh, sorry, who? Brown Leader. I'm back. You're the new hey, guy, hey, aren't hey, you? Hey, the DB, new guy. Did we, did we get a guest today, DB? <laughs> I, I don't, don't remember, remember inviting, inviting a, anybody. I don't remember inviting a guest. <laughs> no. Okay, we well, gotta be nice to him. He did take good care of us while he's gone. He did. He did. All right, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Restart, please. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna roll with this. So, welcome to a special edition <laughs> of Wooks Up. This is uh, our Star Wars podcast 2024 uh, special edition of Wooks Up, uh, which is a weekly series put on by um, Hyperspace Heroes Podcast and the Brown Squadron Boys. And usually these are solo missions, but I thought for this special edition we would get the gang back together and uh, go through this for the special edition. I'd, I'd like to say I'd, it's nice to see you guys finally participating in the Wooks Up. I'm tired of <laughs> carrying the load. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to mention, you know, normally Wooks Up is a series where we just randomly type a, a letter into the alphabet. Yeah, and it's so into, Wiki, into Wikipedia and we pick an article, but we're going to follow the scruffy method tonight and we've pre-planned Thank the you. topic. <laughs> um but before we get into that, uh, Star Wars Podcast 2024, uh, what is that? That is a day on February 7th, uh, and this is the fourth annual Star Wars Podcast Day. And it's a chance for, uh, it is now over 90 podcasts. Um, what do you think the over-under is of Rural Farm Boy listening to all of everything on in one day? Oh, I don't take that well, bet. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, I, I'm, yeah, it's going to happen. It's just uh, I think order the over under on how what, what speed he listens to it at. Will he listen? <laughs> is, I mean, is, is it going to sound like is it going to sound like I'm drinking Red Bull all the time and I'm going going really fast like that? The the yeah. chipmunks on Red Bull. Yes. Yes. Uh, there you go. He's going to listen go. to it at plaid speed. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Star Wars podcast day. And uh, if you listen to our regular episode that we're also dropping today on the Mortis arc, uh, I, in that one, I say over 30 because we did record that one a few weeks ago before all the other podcasts joined on. But at this point it's over 90 podcasts, Star Wars podcasts. And we call come together, release something on the 7th of February or there around because this year in particular, it is the 25th anniversary of Star Wars podcast. Back in, uh, what year would that make it? I can't even do my math. Um, uh, 1999, there was Jedi Talk, and that was the uh, original trilogy of Star Wars podcasts that uh, kind of laid down the foundation and, and got the rest of us nerds uh, going to filling the digital airwaves with uh, valid opinions and um, insight into the galaxy far, far away. I didn't know what a podcast was in 1999. I didn't either. I mean, I was like four years old, so... I'm sorry. All I can think about is uh, Prince 1999. Oh, party Like It's 1999. Party and, like no, it's I'm not, and no, I'm not singing it. Singing party it all the time. Party, party all the time. Party all the time. Party no, no, all the time. My girl wants to. Party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. <laughs> You guys might be confusing Prince with Eddie Murphy. Uh, I hate that song. Yeah. Thank you. Well, no, <laughs> I know the difference. Just, the rest of the night. Oh, that's why I did it. So, um, so yeah. So for this special edition of Wooks Up, uh, we I was scrolling through Wikipedia because uh, as Scruffy very eloquent and he I really like his introduction to Wikipedia. The Wooks Ups. Um, <laughs> yes, he has a very smooth. No, you seriously, you do. You're it's much better at the delivery than I am. Uh, in terms of the, that Wikipedia is a source of all Star Wars knowledge. It's uh, thorough, accurate, and uh, covers everything from canon to non-canon, legend, everything in between. 
And so it is the go-to source uh, that we use and other people use when you're trying to look up something in regards to the Star Wars universe. And I had been scrolling through this several weeks ago and typed, you know, thinking about what we wanted to do for this episode. And I thought, well, I'm going to type in the word podcast into Wikipedia. And I ended up with two results. Uh, The top two results, one was full of Sith, which is a real podcast uh, and Brian Young and Holly Frey. And funny enough, I've started listening to them in the last uh, month, month and a half. And a good podcast. They're celebrating 11 years, actually, in podcasting this year. So congratulations to them. But the other entry was this Net News in, in parentheses podcast. And I was very intrigued by it and definitely threw the link over to the guys uh, because, and I'll just read, it's a very short entry, but there's a lot of information here. And it's Net News was an official Star Wars podcast, which was created in 2008 as a tie-in to the Clone Wars television series. The podcast, which was downloadable for free at StarWars.com and iTunes, features in-universe broadcasts detailing the events of the Clone Wars. The iTunes feed may be accessed here. Now, the links don't work anymore. I have tried them. Uh, There's links to StarWars.com. You can't find it there anymore. Um, And you can't find it. I can't really find it on iTunes either. Um, But we have found a copy of it that we will attach to the end of this episode. But, um, yeah, we, we all listen to it. And, you know... A lot of people think it made me think of High Republic right away because when they launched the High Republic, it was this whole grandiose multimedia uh, effort of a new era in Star Wars. And you can see the roots of it with this Net news, I thought, because here they were trying this new medium, again, pushing the technology uh, back in 2008 podcast, even back in 2008, I don't even think we listened to podcasts and it was a very cool, very cool concept. What did what do you guys think? I thought it was awesome. I loved the Clone Wars. I loved how uh, even you know even the first couple episodes they're talking about the malevolence and it's direct tie in to those episodes. I wish I would have known about it back then. Unfortunately, uh, when you first brought it up, is the first time I'd ever heard of it, which is kind of odd considering what a nerd I am. <laughs> the in-depth of useless information I have, how I missed that. But it's just, yeah, I thought it was just awesome. I loved listening to it. As someone who did not watch the Clone Wars real time, um, I did I did see the pilot movie in theaters, uh, but I, di- I didn't watch the Clone Wars when it, w- when it was on TV. And I tried sporadically over the years, but honestly, I didn't watch the Clone Wars um, until COVID shut the world down, and I had lots and lots of time to stream things. <laughs> um, and I watched it, and I, and then when I was listening to, or you know, watching this this YouTube video, I thought the same thing. I thought, man, if I had known about this, this just enhances the stories. This is great. It totally does. And I'm right there with you, DB. I didn't watch Clone Wars in real time either. You know, I think we were both at stages of our lives raising families. And, uh, you know, we were in still in love with Star Wars, but at the point still just, you know, life was going on. And um, I didn't get into Clone Wars until we until Scruffy and I were at Star Wars uh, Celebration in Chicago. And I saw the trailer for season seven and I was like, that looks badass. I guess I better get caught up, (laughs) you know. And I'm right there with you, with both you guys. If I had known that this existed, 
Um, just the little details they go into, you know, like you said, the malevolence arc is mentioned right away. Um, you know, and, and there's, there's kind of three different series of, um, episodes. And again, this was put on by the people at star Wars Lucasfilm. Uh, because if you look down, so they had three editions, they had galaxy divided, uh, Rhodia supply lanes attacked by pirates, and then Holonet News, Chancellor Palpatine's approval rating. That is under the Galaxy Divided one. And it's funny because there's three phases and there's three different hosts, quote unquote, hosts of the show um, in the different stages of the Republic changing. Uh, you know, pre-Palpatine becoming the Chancellor, really, or, beca- or getting an Iron Fist once he has an Iron Fist on the Galactic Republic and then under the Empire and how the narrative changes in each one, each series I thought was, was very cool and, and actually kind of very realistic to how it would be in life. You know, if these kind of events happened in real life. Yeah. It goes from public control to, to an authoritarian control. It, it, it is, it's mirrors real life. It, and with propaganda, you know, oh, um, yeah. in the middle phase was propaganda all about supporting the war. It was funny how the techno union had a representative in the little talk show in the first episode, you know, and they're actually defined. Uh, they played uh, like a, the version of a black box, you know, of the of an interaction with the male- malevolence. They're theorizing on if it could actually exist, uh, you know, and then uh, that host is ousted and then Palpatine gets his uh, um firm grasp, you know, over the Galactic Republic and they, it's a new narrator. Now it's more pro, you know, they're bringing in these people, everyday stories, you know, which is a form of propaganda, you know, to get the everyman behind the war effort and uh, very um, Starship Troopers uh, kind of pro- style <laughs> propaganda. If you remember that in that movie yes. and um, but uh, let's, let's, let me read another section. Uh, and there's not a lot actually in, in, um, uh, wikipedia but um and of course i just flicked my bick um so behind the scenes uh on september uh september 30th 2008 uh one of my nerd crushes pablo hidalgo and i know you listen to the show pablo and you know you'll have an open invitation to coming on the show anytime um definitely one he is very smooth very smooth, right? Definitely Very one of my smooth, nerd, yeah. one of my nerd crushes. Because if you look in the credits of a lot of the stuff, he's listed as like lore master. Um, I mean, he is just so in depth in Star Wars knowledge, and he was on um, Tarkin Top Shelf, Tarkin's Top Shelf, which is a book review um, Star Wars podcast. He and another person that co-wrote a book with him, a Visual Guide, one of the more recent Visual Guides, were was on Tarkin's Top Shelf, and it was a great interview. I loved listening to it. But you know, he had a hand in that old role-playing game back in the 80s and that's what really developed his um depth of knowledge in terms of the star wars universe that he brought forward he is a founding member of the star wars fanboy association Mm -hmm. oh that's cool so um so the cast they actually had lucasfilm people in the cast so you had narrated by kevin yost uh david w collins who is big time voice and he's doing stuff right now with bad batch. And, um, I follow him, give him a follow on Twitter. If you don't already, uh, David W Collins, cause he, he gives out little tidbits of knowledge every once in a while too. And it's really kind of cool, but he did Ornfree Ta, 
He did uh, Nostra Magrodi, uh, Umek Leth, Bunt Dantor, and the radio recording officer. You had Tom Bible, who's another uh, voice actor, another Lucasfilm person, uh, doing Lyrics Pentagru, which was one of the, I think, one of the hosts. Uh, Altana Anya, Meg Crowell, Republic Admiral was played by Brooks Brown. And then additional voices, you had uh, Will Rogett, Jess Harlan, Brooks Brown again, uh, Shara Miller, Christopher Lee, uh, Pablo Hidalgo himself, and Meg Crowell, which we've mentioned already. Um, the crew writer, Pablo Hidalgo, wrote this stuff. He, this was kind of his thing, along with producers were Hidalgo and David W. Collins. Music done by Jesse Harlan. Additional music by Kevin Kiner. And sound design by David Collins. And he's part of that sound group, like I said, with Lucasfilm. And very cool stuff. And I just, yeah, I wish we had been more attuned to this back in the day. Because uh, it really... It's funny watching it from an adult perspective and then seeing the impact on the story or, you know, uh, I don't know if kids would really get some of it, but you know, for us adult fans, it just like Scruffy said so much more detail. Oh, so Kevin Kiner was music composer for rebels, bad batch, Tales mm-hmm. of the Jedi, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, he's yeah. got some heavy roots in in the franchise. He does, yeah. he does. Probably, probably the my probably my third favorite composer for Star Wars. So, um, behind wow, Doug awesome. Rebo a... and who else? <laughs> yeah, Doug Rebo. <laughs> some guy named John Williams. John Williams. Know. Never heard of him. I don't know who he's talking about. John Williams and Ludwig Gordonson. So uh, that's my number one and number two. So, um. But yeah, it's uh, so that's pretty much the article. There's, of course, links you can get into. You can start to drill down into some of the episodes. Um, and yeah, I mean, so every time somebody brings up this clo- these uh, Clone Wars, mm-hmm. it just cracks me up because everybody today is like, my episode today was only 30 minutes long or my episode was only 45 minutes. And I remember having to wait a week for a three minute episodes of the <laughs> Gennady Clone Wars. The Gennady, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> A week for three minutes. If we got, th- uh-huh. if you got three minutes, if you got the full three minutes, exactly. You, you felt awesome if you got three full minutes on mm-hmm. those drops. Uh, yep, yep. You know the mm-hmm. thing oh, about the the thirty minute Clone Wars episodes is they pack so much story into those episodes. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, for those people who just who just refuse to watch animated Star Wars, they're just they're missing out on so many details, so many facts, so many tie-ins to the movies that make everything make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it also says here that uh, a series of the podcasts were released to tie in with the into the fall two thousand nine video game Star Wars: The Clone Wars Republic Heroes, under the title Galaxy Divided. Um, and yeah, and I think overall there was, uh, there's kind of three episodes around the time of the malevolence arc, uh, which is the beginning of Star Wars, which is the beginning of Clone Wars timeline wise. And then the rest of them kind of are scattered through the first couple seasons, I think, storyline wise. And, uh, and then the rest, and I, like I said, I'll put this, I'll attach the full, it's about a 22 minute audio that we found online so you can hear all of the episodes. Um, and I'll also put the YouTube source in the notes uh, for this episode in terms of where we found it. But 
There's uh, three episodes, Clone Wars. There's The Galaxy Divided has five parts. And then under the Rebels timeline, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven parts. Um, and uh, yeah, just just juicy little details. Cool little added, added, almost you could say, not character development, but story development. Yeah, this is, the, you know, if if the Clone Wars and Rebels... <laughs> If the Clone Wars and Rebels enhanced the prequels, these tidbits enhance. You know, you put all this together and you basically have Andor, you know, <laughs> with the level of detail. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for somebody to drag out that character development thing one more time. Oh, you, that is, you know what? Yeah, this is the Andor of Clone Wars. <laughs> The Andor of animation. There you go. Ro, right. Ro, you might like it. Listen to it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, like I said, we didn't have a letter in particular. I guess you could say H for Holonet News um, or P for podcast, even though Scruffy just did P last week for Porgs. And, and? Uh, what was the other? Oh, gosh, I can't. Oh, Blake completely my word. Blanking. And I did it too. What? The... Yeah, yeah, you did do that episode. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, was it M for about... memory supplement? Oh, good. Very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go. Okay. Somebody talk about something else while I figure this out real quick. Um, well, we'll just call this episode Pat R for Return to Brown Leader. Oh, Pat 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 Braid. Braid, the Rat Tail of the Star Wars universe. Yep, the Rat Tail of the Star Wars. <laughs> So I guess this would be kind of two. Maybe we could say this is P two point five for an additional P, P for podcast, Holonet News. Um, but yeah, I, you know, for those of you listening to this episode, did you know this existed? Um, did you listen to it back then? Uh, what'd you think of it? Um, coming into it after the fact, I absolutely love it. I thought it Agreed. Was very cool Agreed. stuff, and definitely recommend you listen listen to it. Stay tuned to the rest of this episode uh, and uh, enjoy it. Um, and like I said, in the notes, I'll put where I got it on YouTube. So uh, anything else, guys, before we sign off? This is a Wooks up, so we got to keep it kind of short, you know. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you where you've been, but uh, we'll cover that in another episode. Yeah, that is a story for another time. So, uh, yeah. But can, was... we, can we have a Hollow Net news flash? Tease it a little bit? Oh, that would be kind of <laughs> oh, fun. Oh, there you go. Gonna... Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, yes. Think of that would be kind of nerd joins other nerds at nerdland there we go (laughs) oh my word that was so accurate that was so epically accurate it was so um but yeah stay tuned uh, you know, I think Q is going to be the next letter in the alphabet uh, for the next uh, Wooks Up. Also, our next regular live stream episode uh, is going to be Alki Solutions coming up on yes. the actually probably the day after this airs, the night after this I'm, airs. So, I'm super um, geeked about that. Yeah, yeah, they're very cool. They're a lightsaber man, uh, producer, and um, you know, uh, talking to them. On Thursday will be one of the reasons I did not uh, join in on one of the activities at Nerdland. So, because um, <laughs> I figure if I'm going to sink my money, sink that much money into a uh, 
lightsaber. The lightsaber. Um, I think I want to talk to these these folks at Alki Solutions first. So definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, um, okay. Uh, if that's it, I think we'll get out of here tonight, guys. Um, this has been uh, Wooks Up, special edition of Wooks Up. You got the gang all back together. And uh, thank you guys, by the way. I want to say thank you for uh, hosting the last two regular episodes. I appreciate it. And uh, you guys did Thanks a great job. Thanks for giving me the keys to the car, Dad. <laughs> You're I tried, welcome. I tried, I tried not to, I tried not to, try to do no. you proud. No, and I can buff out those couple dents. So we're, we're all good. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. With that, I think we'll get out of here. Like I said, stay tuned right after this. And we're going to add in the actual whole, all the parts of the Holonet News podcast that Lucasfilm produced. So, uh, and it is courtesy of Lucasfilm. So I guess I should probably add that in there so we don't get in trouble. So, um, yeah, yeah, we don't want Disney knocking our doors. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, unless it's to offer us a job. Um, I'll take a job. I know, right? Totally. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. This has been Hyperspace Heroes. If you want to get a hold of us, you know, just DM us on our social medias, uh, email at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Listen to the outro on this and uh, for all those juicy tidbits. So with that, this is Brown Leader signing juicy off. Tidbit. What's with juicy tidbits? I right? don't know. I, it was, you know, I just grilled some really good chicken on the grill and it's like oh, perfect. Just some juicy tidbits. It is. It's some juicy tidbits. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so... <laughs> All right, ready? <laughs> All right. With that, this, this is Brown Heroes. Heroes. That's no, That's moon. no moon. Wait, what? Well, you didn't even join. <laughs> what What's wrong with you? Where's the stop button yeah, on this thing? What's wrong with me? Don't even start. <laughs> Republic Holonet News presents A, A Galaxy, Galaxy Divided. Divided. The Galactic Senate is once more extending session hours as they debate renewed security efforts in the face of an unknown separatist menace. The mysterious superweapon, wielded by General Grievous and his droid forces, has wiped out another Republic task force in the colony's region, leaving no survivors. Senator Orn Frita of Ryloth. Make no mistake, fellow candidates. We are being hunted as prey. And we need to take this fight back to Dooku and arm the Chancellor with the weapons and measures he needs to keep our world safe. While the Senate session continues, A Galaxy Divided takes you to the discussion table with host Lyrax Pentagir. Thank you, Norman. Joining me to discuss the mysterious Separatist weapon is a panel of science and technology experts from throughout the core. We have Professor Nasdra McGrody of the McGrody Institute of Programmable Intelligence. Good evening. Umek Leth of the Ministry of Science. Evening. And from the Techno Union Research and Development Wing, Bunt Dantor. Commence greetings. Gentle beings, I ask you, in your learned opinions, are we, in fact, all doomed? No, no, not at all. Apart from your sensationalizing of these strikes, they must really be looked at in comparison to the entire backdrop of this war. Yes, consider the scale. While the loss of material is extremely taxing, as well as the many Navy crewers who have lost their lives... Not to mention our clone troops. 
As I said, material, yes. We are only ultimately looking at about a dozen or so strikes, assuming, of course, the military is being upfront and open about these losses. If I may interject, while I don't disagree with my esteemed colleague, it's the stealthy nature of the attacks that is of more relevance and more disconcerting than its destructive potential. Minister Leth, please continue. No survivors. No sensor records, no deep space scans turn up any tangible clues as to what sort of weapon could be causing this. Well, in that case, can you conjecture, perhaps, what we may be looking at here? It's not really the place of science to postulate wildly in the face of scant evidence. Please. It is, well, it... It is doubtlessly a cloaked ship with cloaked projectile weaponry. Oh, that's 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 ridiculous. It is possible possible that the base vessel itself, capital scale, uses perhaps a hybridium-based large outpost round, while its ordnance relies on smaller stygium-generated cloaking envelopes in order to have scalable cloaking systems. Impractical and unimaginative. Energy yield calculations would require 17.56 gigajoules of power. One might as well posit so fantastical a notion as the deployment of armed deep space knee braids, space slugs, or other vacuum leviathans that can avoid combat-calibrated sensor packages. Would such a thing be possible? Well, ancient Arcanian records have pointed to a fascinating case. The obvious solution is a form of mobile space-based ion cannon platform with secondary conventional weaponry that then takes advantage of the vulnerability of unshielded vessels. An ionic cannon capable of surprising and wiping out entire capital ship task forces would require a ship of unreasonable proportions. Something on the magnitude of at least eight kilometers in length. Twelve. Seventeen. So you are saying that this is a possibility? A gent-class hypermatter core could handle such power requirements. Really, an applied hypermatter solution could, conceivably, develop into a focused laser pulse that could scorch an entire planet's crust. <coughs> but I do not think that this is the case here. <laughs> we interrupt this program with a breaking news alert. Good evening. This is Altana Anya at the Coruscant News Desk. Representatives from the Republic Starfleet are making a statement regarding what appears to be the latest separatist superweapon strike. We take you now to that hollow feed already in progress. In the food system. We are still analyzing the data from the attack, but we can confirm that General Ares Noon's task force did encounter enemy forces on patrol. In this case, we were able to recover a partial extract from the lead ship's mission recorder.
And now, a Republic Holonet News update. Dateline Coruscant. Piracy attacks on Rhodia confirmed. This is Rule Davin Bay. The extended absence of Senator Onaconda Farr and the Rhodian delegation from the Galactic Senate was confirmed to be caused by piracy today. The Rhodian homeworld of Rhodia was hit hard by pirate attacks that raided food and aid shipments. A registered transport pilot, Moen Moadon, supplied the Senate with sensor logs that verified previous claims and thus cancelled the need for an independent commission to ascertain the truth of Rhodia's situation. Moen Moadon, licensed transport operator. Oh, it was definitely pirates. If I saw the blazing cross symbol on the Marauder ships myself, and barely escape with my hole in one piece. I know the war's spreading to the Outer Rim, but we need to get patrols back in the Mid-Rim to keep these planets safe, too. Senator Orn Free Ta of Ryloff, who had previously suggested that the Rhodian delegation's absence was strictly a political move, was not available for comment. This has been a Republic Holonet News update. And now, a Holonet News Bulletin. Dateline Coruscant. Chancellor Palpatine's approval rating drops to 81%. This is Rule Devon Bay. A report from independent polling agency, Chuki and Chuki, has Chancellor Palpatine's approval rating among inner core citizens at 81%, its lowest point since the start of the war. Masameda, Vice Chair of the Galactic Senate. This is a crisis. A drop this big indicates the average citizen's frustration with the war's progress. Something that can easily be placed at the feet of the Senate. The same Senate that ties up the Chancellor's best intentions in needless bureaucracy. The report also listed the approval rate of the Galactic Senate, holding at 31%. This has been a Holonet News Bulletin. Republic Holonet News presents A Galaxy Divided. Republic Holonet News, the broadcast of voices around the galaxy, is crafted to inform intelligent, upstanding citizens of events taking place both near and far. Citizens like Salo, a Gron who has devoted his life in service of the recently murdered Senator Philo. It was an honor to work for such a great man who held the Republic in such high esteem. Can they will pay for this despicable act? I will make sure of it. And it is because Republic Holonet News goes into the homes of families like these that today nearly 312 trillion citizens listen to our broadcast. Citizens from the outreaches of the Republic, such as cryptologist Aaron Braun, speaking to us from the recently converted asteroid mining facility, Juma 9. Well, with this recently updated communications outpost, the Republic can now keep track of the insidious separatist movement and be ready for any attacks they might devise. With General Kenobi on his way to help, stations like Juma 9 are the best first line of defense we can have. Heroes like Salo and Aaron don't work alone, and they need more heroic compatriots to aid in their defeat of the separatist menace. If left unchecked, 
the separatists would destroy the way of life of many, such as Perinko, a Toydarian who's joined with his people in support of the Republic's efforts. Ever since we have joined the Republic, my people have felt safe from the likes of Grievous and his droid army. We've been able to get back to business and work. Speaking of that, I notice your microphone is a bit outdated. Perhaps for the right number of credits, I could replace it for you. Or a nominal trade, as your price seems to vary. Now, now, Perinko, we aren't out of the woods quite yet. As the Jedi and the clone troops continue to fight, help is still needed. From the front lines, to the communication centers, to the Senate itself, the Republic needs heroes. It needs allies. It needs you. Reporting on the side of peace and justice, this is Rule Davenbay. Public Holonet News presents A Galaxy Divided. Republic Holonet News, the broadcast of voices around the galaxy, is crafted to inform intelligent, upstanding citizens of events taking place both near and far. Citizens like the young Rune Tak, a Keldoran child who aspires to one day fight alongside the hero of his planet, the great Jedi, Plo Koon. If one day, I may also serve the good of the galaxy. It would be an incredible honor. As my hero once said, fame, recognition, a Jedi seeks not these things. It is enough to serve and have good come from that. The thought that I may grow to become half as great as the master himself makes me quite happy. Thanks to Republic Holonet News and the far reach of the Republic itself, young ones like Rune Tak may know of the great conquests of those who battle so we may stay free. We hope you will join us next time for more A, A Galaxy, Galaxy Divided. Divided. Reporting on the side of peace and justice, this is Rule Davenbay. Public Holonet News presents A Galaxy Divided. Republic Holonet News, the broadcast of voices around the galaxy, is crafted to inform intelligent, upstanding citizens of events taking place both near and far. Throughout the galaxy, the heroes of the Republic move forward in their quest to destroy the Separatist menace. Heroes like Deck Officer Perlon Dius, who joined the military effort after his home planet came under separatist control. The bridge of any ship must be treated with the utmost respect. Were Chancellor Palpatine to do a surprise inspection, or one of our generals to need us urgently, it is the duty of every crewman to keep the floors and consoles spotless and shining bright, like the hopes of every citizen. Anything less would simply be separatist. Thanks to Republic Holonet News and the far reach of the Republic itself, great men like Perlon Dias are able to preach the great message of the Republic and continue the fight against Grievous and his droid army. We hope you will join us next time for more A, A Galaxy, Galaxy Divided. Divided. Reporting on the side of peace and justice, this is Rule Davenbay.
Trek Holonet News presents A Galaxy Divided. Republic Holonet News, the broadcast of voices around the galaxy, is crafted to inform intelligent, upstanding citizens of events taking place both near and far. Throughout the galaxy, the citizens of the Republic are cheering on those who fight for them. Citizens such as Mott Bisoff, a technician who works in the undercity of Coruscant. It's about time the Senate moved forward with taking on those separatist scum. I spent years working on these data pipes, and it's bad enough that I'm stuck in here. If you add in the danger of the separatists at every turn, it's enough for me to want to jump planets. Can I get back to work now? <laughs> Can you get back to work? Uh, thanks to Republic Holonet News and the far reach of the Republic itself, great men like Mutt Bisop are able to ply their skills throughout the galaxy in support of our troops. For ways you can support the Republic, be sure to stay tuned to Republic Holonet News. Broadcasting in the name of peace and justice, this is Rule Davin Bay. Public Holonet News presents A Galaxy Divided. Republic Holonet News, the broadcast of voices around the galaxy, is crafted to inform intelligent, upstanding citizens of events taking place both near and far. Citizens like Ren Savroon, a Rodian who repairs craft for the Republic's armada. Look with each bolt I tighten and ship I repair, I can be certain that the separatists throughout the galaxy are cowering in fear. Our great clones will certainly destroy their waves of droids and allow us to once again live in peace. Thanks to Republic Holonet News and the far reach of the Republic itself, great men like Ren Savroon are able to ply their skills throughout the galaxy in support of our troops. For ways you can support the Republic, be sure to stay tuned to Republic Holonet News and this broadcast, A Galaxy Divided. Reporting on the side of peace and justice, this is Rule Davenbay. Factions, empires, gods, they rise. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. The Outer Rim Planet has been granted the coveted opportunity to participate in the new Imperial Registration Program. Not only will this initiative bolster the local economy by ensuring that all trade is authorized by the Empire, but it will also threaten the ability of devious black market traders to cut into the profits of law-abiding, tax-paying Imperial subjects like you. Participating residents are also entitled to the benefits of the Galactic Farm Exchange, a new government program that will pay top value credits for any land sold to the Empire. Don't be left behind. Contact your local government office for more details. This has been Alton Castle, with the only news that matters, the Hollownet News. Top story of the day for the Hollownet News. The Imperial 212th Attack Battalion, led by the brave General Carter, has successfully put down a Wookiee revolt on the planet of Kashyyyk. As your safety is the Empire's top priority, civilian travel to the Mid-Rim planet will be put on restriction, and access will only be granted for official government business. Your Empire thanks you.
This is Alton Castle for the only news you need, the Hollownet News. Jobless rates are at an all-time low as a result of the Empire's successful citizen registration program. In exchange for access to a few personal details, local Imperial subjects have been matched with the best employment opportunities the Empire has to offer. A large number of participants have been offered coveted positions at the Cyanar Fleet Systems Factory on Lothal. When asked about the thriving industry on her planet, Governor Arinda Price commented, This only demonstrates the power of what can happen when Imperial interests are allowed to flourish in underdeveloped sectors. Well said, Governor Price. This just in. Good news out of Gorel today. Thunderous applause. A controversial eyesore of a statue by notorious artist Jainor of Bith was finally destroyed. In recent years, this work had fallen under scrutiny by the Imperial Coalition for Progress Division of Compnor because it had fallen into disrepair and had become an issue of public safety. A few rogue dissidents staged an impromptu protest, which was quickly neutralized by the local authorities. This has been Alton Castle for the Hollownet News. This is Alton Castle for the only news you need, the Hollownet News. Local inspectors report that an increase in citizen reporting has led to the arrest and capture of a number of petty thieves and black market traders. Remember that no crime is victimless, and we all must do our part to ensure a peaceful and secure society. Your empire thanks you. And now for a Hollownet News exclusive. Looking to transition from your cumbersome family farm to a more convenient planned community? Well, look no further. Today, Minister Magath Tua made headlines having successfully negotiated a deal to bring new government-sponsored housing to Lothal. Efficient and affordable, this new residential sector will ensure stability for this growing population. All inquiries can be directed to your local Imperial Housing Office. The Empire thanks you. This is Alton Castle for the only news you need. The Hollownet News. A mention of the planet Lothal used to conjure images of a small, quaint farming outpost, but no more. Now the name Lothal will be synonymous with its famous new resident, famed pilot Baron Valen Rudor. Cyanar Fleet Systems has successfully lured Rudor to its outer rim location to test the latest products to emerge from its most prosperous factory. Look to the skies to catch some of this celebrated hero's impressive displays of skill and power. Hollownet News Alert. The Imperial Press Corps expands once again as journalists across the galaxy are recruited to join the Hollownet News. Citizen reporting has been a key tool in maintaining peace and order across the Empire. Remember, vigilance is our duty, not our luxury. The Empire thanks you. Hollownet Breaking News. Violators of mining code L7435.54 were arrested today for using unauthorized equipment. This should serve as a reminder that all citizens must take the necessary steps to register with their local imperial agency, or else risk incarceration. Remember, we all need to do our part in harnessing the planet's natural resources for the greater good of the galaxy. If you witness a flagrant violation of this critical policy, it is your duty to report it. If you see something, say something. Your empire thanks you. This just in to Hollownet News. Local community leaders are meeting today to determine whether or not to raise the old Senate building in Lothal's capital city. 
Imperial inspectors report that in recent months the site has attracted an unwanted criminal element. While some citizens feel the building gives a sense of history and character to Lothal, do we really need a constant reminder of a less prosperous era? I think not. This has been Alton Castle for the Net News. And now for a Net News exclusive. The Outer Rim is making news in the heart of the galaxy as Governor Arinda Price visited Coruscant to report on the overwhelming successes of the planet Lothal. Although Emperor Palpatine could not attend the special session in person, Governor Price was received by none other than the Grand Vizier Masamida. Following her report on the prosperous industrial and mining sectors on Lothal, Governor Price was extended a special invitation to meet with officials on Iriadu in the coming weeks. This has been Alton Castle. Hyperspace Heroes podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and most other podcast services. If we are not on your service of choice, let us know. To leave your five-star review, just click on the review button on your podcast service of choice and praise us to the maximum character limit available. To contact the show to comment, ask a question, suggest a conversation topic, or just to tell us how handsome we are, you can send us a DM on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You can also email us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Star Wars, its characters, shows, movies, books, etc. You get it. Our properties of Lucasfilm and Disney. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast has no affiliation with Lucasfilm and Disney, although we would very much like to. Hyperspace Heroes podcast comments and opinions are ours alone and the show is for entertainment purposes only. This is so we cannot be held liable when we say something dumb. If you're still listening at this point, we would like to say thank you for joining us on this exposition into a galaxy far, far away, and we appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you'll share the show with other fans and that you'll tune in again for the next episode. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast, The Legend of Brown Squadron. That's no moon! Sorry, he burped. Was it good for you?